how often do you consider how you leverage your tolerance and the different tolerance levels of your team to make things better and easier for your organization? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. It's such a healthy perspective. It's helped me so much in my leadership journey, and I hope it helps you in yours. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Recently, I was sitting on a bench with a, call, a friend of mine. We were watching our kids or we playing at the playground, and we just ended up talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff. But one of the topics that came up that I found very intriguing was she talked about the fact that her husband has a lower tolerance than her. Well, this is how I interpret it. But her husband had a lower tolerance than her on certain issues. What this caused in her life was she would basically be able to kind of sit back and wait. And then she always knew the husband would you know, in a way, crack first. Now, I'm not saying any judgment on her or her husband, but with kids, I can tell you different people definitely have different tolerance levels. I've been at a restaurant and wanted to tell people to, you know, get their kids to calm down, just like I I hate when it happens to me. But I've also been on the flip side of that where somebody else is less tolerant than me and says, you know, get your kids to calm down. And there's in my mind, they're sitting there, they're doing their thing. They're okay. But this is an important thing to understand as an organizational leader. Well, and for me personally, as a as a spouse with my wife, how important it is to understand tolerance levels, how those tolerance levels affect your organization and your relationships around you and how to leverage them to make the most success for your future because if you've uh if you've never heard of it they are truly they can be people's tolerance levels can be the canary in the coal mine uh what i'm talking about is uh we went up going to uh, this big copper mine and we were looking at all this historical stuff and they were actually talking about how they bring birds canaries down into the mines and they bring them with all of the miners because what can happen is you can uh, break into a gas vein or something and that gas will kill you however if you bring a canary it will con- kill the canary way before it ever killed any of the miners so the miners always brought a canary in a cage and always checked it frequently to make sure that it was still alive. Basically, if you were to compare that with what I'm talking about with tolerance, you're basically saying that there are people who um, will act in a way as that canary. They're not dying, obviously, but they're, they're sounding off before you even notice there's an issue. Uh, when I started in leadership, I used to be annoyed by that. And I was wrong because I was always like, get everybody on the same page because that's what all the leadership books tell you. Get everyone on the same page, move everyone in the same direction. Then you have this person sounding off about something and it was very annoying. It frustrated me. I struggled with it quite a bit. But the more I got into leadership and the more people I led, the more I started to 
figure out that it's actually one of the more valuable tools you have in your toolkit as a leader. And here's a few of the reasons that it's super valuable. Number one is, if you can identify the people who are the least tolerant and the most tolerant and the people in the middle for various issues, and I say this for a reason because some people sound off on everything, but many people have certain causes that they will not slip on. Uh, I And they're incredibly important. And, and if you go and say, okay, I know what my tolerances are. And in many cases for me, I don't even know what my tolerances are, but I know what other people's are. If I meet somebody who has the right tolerance threshold and I've, I've worked through my team and I'm like, ooh, that person's a key person. If they're sounding off, something's wrong here. You identify those people for the key areas that you need somebody to sound off on, you write them down, you pay attention to when they sound off and when they don't, and you find the right people for certain topics, then you can evaluate people when they come to you. Because there's a whole bunch of people on the team, well, you often will have a team where somebody sounds off about everything. That actually doesn't help you as a leader of an organization. So that one's not effective. But if you can figure out who sounds off at the right time on the right topics, certain topics, some people will sound off on one and another person will sound off on another. Those are the ones you really want to listen to. I'll give you an example. I had a pool operator uh, who often had like quite frequently had conflicts in a lot of a lot of areas around uh, buildings, like when we had to do any work with any facility changes or anything, there was often conflict. It wasn't always needed. But that person was a safety guru. And uh, that individual sounded off on um, lifeguard chairs and said that these lifeguard chairs have to be this high because the pool was so deep. And if they aren't this high, somebody could drown. So while there was all of this noise around this individual on a lot of other little conflicts that seemed to not matter as much, like from a larger perspective, because that's your job is the 30,000 foot view. But when this individual would talk about safety, they were often bang on. And this is what happened. They wanted to remove these high lifeguard chairs in a pool that used to have a uh, a big diving board, 10 meter diving board. So it's a deep pool. And, and they wanted to, uh, or five meter. No, I think it was 10. Anyways, they wanted to uh, remove those. Meanwhile, you had this big deep end. So this, this staff member sounded off on that. And, and although they sounded off on a lot of things. I was like, you know what? This person's almost always right on the safety part. So when when this person sounded off on it, I went and did some research and it was true that you needed this. And and I I thought it was true because the person always sound she's she was bang on on this topic. And and when I looked around, I realized it was true. Two years later, because we didn't take those lifeguard chairs out, we saved somebody's life. That is incredibly important for me as a leader of an organization. Now, did I listen to everything? No. But did, was this person bang on on this topic? Yes. 
And as a leader, you've got to figure out who those people are across the board. The last thing that this can really help you on as well is if you can figure out where that line is. And now, what I was talking about was a triggered issue, right? The canary made the noise uh, in this situation. I, I paid attention to it and made the right choice, and it saved somebody's life. That was awesome. Now, on the flip side, you can also have somebody that's carrying all of the responsibility and that burden for the organization because they sound off at the right time and the rest of the organization doesn't. In those situations, you got to leverage the person who knows when there's a problem, get them to give clarity on the triggers to help everyone else to carry that burden equally with them. Because quite often, those individuals get worn out, they're standing up for the right thing, they're, they're dealing with the right thing, they're dealing with the right cause, but nobody's helping them. They eventually will burn out as well. And your entire team will sit there and just kind of wait until they, they deal with the issue because they're all waiting for this person to do that. If you have a customer service uh, desk or anything like that, those individuals you have to protect because they're doing the right thing, but they're, but they're not being supported by the rest of the community. So there's two different, like that's a definitely a different scenario than what I was talking about with the lifeguard chairs. But on the flip side, that's critical for your organization because if one person is carrying all of that responsibility and no one else is, you're absolutely exhausting that person and you're not dealing with the problem. So in those situations, you have to find a way to meet in the middle. And what your job is as a leader is to identify where the line is and push everybody up to the same line and make sure that you have key triggers to uh, trigger that enforcement of people crossing that line. By doing this, your team will become way more efficient. People will be carrying a fair burden each, and everything will just get easier with less frustration in your organization. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com. 